guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the Nursing Handover podcast. You have me, Jerry, Diane, and Clarissa back with another episode. How are you ladies doing today? I'm good, thank you. You know how it is. Enjoying my day off before the final stretch before Christmas. But how how are you? I'm good. Oh, good. Oh, go Sorry, on, go ahead, my love. No, no, go ahead. I'm good. I'm just here. I can't lie. Um, Matt Lee was definitely passing by very quickly. But it is what it is. Just trying to enjoy, you know, a Christmas that I don't have to work, whether it be bank yeah. or at all. I just enjoyed my life. How long you got left? Well, it'll be to like, well, it's currently in talks, but most likely till middle of August, but it's coming up to like nearly four months. No, it is is four months. It's coming up to like nearly five months already. It just seems so surreal that it's happened like this or happened so quickly. It's flying. How long is Matt leave anyway? Is it like a full year? So I've opted for a full year, but you yeah. can take that like the full year is the maximum, but you yeah. can take however much in between. Right. So yeah. I think I may have taken a bit too long, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And if anything, you guys will hear that I'm back at work. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Oh good. Same old really. And like Diane said, I'm actually enjoying my day off. Lovely. I genuinely just can't wait for um boy this is this is the week of Christmas right so yeah. I literally go on holiday from the 24th until the 5th of Jan I just can't wait for that really oh, that's so beautiful that is bliss I love I that so is yeah. the service closed or are you, you're just on annual leave oh no I'm just on annual leave so I just managed to book it off early and it was like still available and I was like yeah screw that I'm just gonna book it off perfect and there's so many bank holidays in between as well yes why not definitely enjoy it (laughs) can't bloody wait honestly i am no i'm there with you it's just nice like this year has gone by it's been very long but also very short at the same time Mm. yeah it's flown crazily yeah it's just mad how quickly everything's happened the fact that you know we've been dealing with sadly the big c for nearly two years now mm. even still seems surreal I can't yeah. I was hoping this time last year I was hoping that we wouldn't be still talking about it but here we are I know. With the, what the impending lockdown let's see but well I will say I did say last week I'll be shocked if we come back and we're not in lockdown so here we are we're still free, somewhat free so, yeah. yeah but yeah I just we're like we're like we're like prisoners of the state aren't we Honestly, literally, I think you hit the nail on the head there. That's literally how I feel. Because what more can we do? We're at their their mercy. It's like when they decide, doom, looking you up, guys, now, ain't got no choice. Boy. All I'm saying is last year, like four days to go, that's when Boris decided to shut us down. I know. Was it last year? Yeah. And then things were closed until April. That was only when restaurants opened. And you know why I remember Fucking that? I remember sitting here watching the news conference and people were actually shopping for their children's gifts. And I remember my mum's calling her friend and saying to her, like, go and go to the shops now. They're going to close the shops. Like, you need to go now. Like, tonight is the last night. Get all Yeah. 
Cool. And then, right. and, and as you and as you said, you know, people if people think that two weeks or three is gonna be two weeks or three weeks, then people have re- amnesia because, as we know, that's how it starts. And then Isn't they, that extend, what they said and first extend, and extend. First three weeks, we looked. No change. Just restrictions got tighter. Next three weeks, we looked. Nothing happened. I just think they should just be transparent with people. As I, I think I say this every episode, but. We need transparency. If you're telling us that the whole of winter is going to be a lockdown, then let us know so we can prepare for every every that. winter we lock exactly. down. Then everybody knows that that's what happens in winter in the, in the country now. We have to lock down. Don't and give us, know. don't drip, drip, drip information and then flood us with bad news because we can't this take it. it. Boy. And as we were saying, all of us are actually avoiding news. Like we don't even watch the news anymore. It just makes our well speaking personally, it makes my anxiety worse. I've I've genuinely just withdrawn from it because yeah. it's just constant feeding of bad news. As Diane said, just tell us, just tell us. Look, winter lockdown. Instead of just like overwhelming us with just poor bad information. Yeah, for real. Because how long can we keep talking with this? Exactly. Every so often, no, we're not going to lock down. We're not going to lock down. Oh, we have a new variant that's wiping us out quicker than last year. You know, we're we're going to have to think about it. Just let us know what we're doing or not. So, if I need to go shopping today and get everything that I need to for the next few weeks, just go do that. Don't now tell me at like nine p.m. that nothing's opening tomorrow. Jeremy, and I will come and find you and hunt you down. You tell me after all the shops are closed that they're not they're now not reopening until we don't know when. No, no, no. You want war. You want war. This is it. So hopefully this time next year, the end of 2022, we have better news to talk about in terms of the sea. Honestly. Let's remain hopeful, I guess. So hopeful it's disappeared. <laughs> Literally, I just had a vision of us this time next year with flying robots in the air <laughs> and, and suddenly uh, we're all mutations a Futurama <laughs> vision I literally had a vision of Futurama let's see, you know what? Let's see what happens I think we should watch the Simpsons and find out what's got in store <laughs> because they seem to be the ones leading us this is it <laughs> oh. oh boy but anywho let's get into this week's topic so it's pretty much just a Christmas wind down and what are we looking forward to for 2022 yes with that being said guys we will be taking a Christmas break because just like you guys we would like well somewhat we would like some time off to just unwind recalibrate and be able to come back with come back to you next year a refreshed yeah refreshed sorry not a fresh that's not a word refreshed and vibrant and ready to tackle whatever 2022 has to offer definitely Amen. so a christmas wind down what are you guys doing what's the plans how are you guys feeling about 2022 let you go first dan um so 22 is my lucky number if you believe in lucky numbers so Ooh. i'm quite expectant for the year i feel like good things are going to happen to me next year yeah um this year has been good. I'm not going to say it's not been good. It has been good. You know, I, I finished my course, which was, you know, no mean feat. I got another qualification. Um, and I'm all right in general. Like, things are fine. 
Um, but definitely, I think for me, this is going to be a big evaluation time this Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody who's been watching my stories, I've been given like a basic introduction and rundown to health visiting and my start in the role and how I found it. And I, you know, this podcast is about truth. We don't lie here. And do I love it? No. And that's a very blunt no because it's a no. and it's frustrating because I remember when we spoke about me going to do it how passionate and how excited I was yeah initially um and I can't lie to you anybody who has done the course who did it with me maybe or specific people will say the course is really hard and in some way it kind of does suck the life out of you um because it does pull you and test you from pillar to post and it makes me think, gosh, is that how I felt doing it at home in a pandemic? How, did, how would I have felt going into university and things like that? Because like most people, I never went to university. I never went to the building. I never went to a library. I never saw, I've not even, I've only met, what, six, seven people from my course in person. Everyone else, I've never met them before in my life. So Do you think, like, it was down to, like, COVID learning as well that also kind of, like, ruined the experience? Mm, definitely, just because you don't have, the pure peers around you in the same way yeah um you know it's easy to switch off because you're easily distracted you know you're yeah. in your house a lot of the time and also I'm one person who likes my home to be my sanctuary I like to relax I like to unwind in my home yeah mm-hmm. I don't like my home to be my workplace or my office yeah which I know many people who work from home that is what the life they've had for the last nearly two years mm-hmm. but I don't like that I like to go where work is and be at work and then come home and be at home. Yeah. Um, I agree. You know, I feel oh, like I we spend so much time at work that when do you have downtime? When are you not opening your laptop? I've, I don't want to be a slave to my job. Mm-hmm. Um, so in regard to the health is in, or in general, I feel like my passion is definitely being explored more now in terms of what do I want to do? What's good for me? What's not good for me? what's going to make me happy and going into 2022 is just seizing every opportunity but also being very intentional with myself and being honest with myself and saying that okay this is not what you thought it was going to be you're not happy how are you going to make the change and how soon can you make the change yeah um so yeah very reflective Christmas time for me for sure have you thought about what you're probably going to get into next or is it quite um, literally on a let's see basis? It's difficult. My ideal job would be NICU outreach. That would be like, you know, the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. But those jobs are really hard to come by. And someone who lives on Indeed and NHS jobs like me, <laughs> they, they rarely come up. So it's once in a blue moon that kind of role would come up because I can't lie, it's a nice job. Who would leave that job? Mm, yeah. You wouldn't. Do you get what I mean? It's like a lot of like CNS roles. And for those who don't know what CNS, the clinical nurse specialist, basically a specialist in a particular, particular setting. Yeah. And like you get the training to go and do pretty much what you want within that field and ways to implement it. And you just have like more autonomy and authority, really. Mm. Exactly. So it's an amazing role, but it's not a role you can get easily. Um, 
I love NICU, obviously. And then if anyone who knows me, I'm a neonatal intensive care nurse by background. So that is obviously my first love and my, I'd say my deepest passion. Mm-hmm. And nothing gives me greater joy than, you know, looking after you know, babies and their families. And I keep in touch with some of my families that I've built good relationships with. So even seeing how well the children are doing now, and looking back and thinking, gosh, I was there when that child was born. You know, I was there mm. through the really tough times. And now look how amazing the child looks and is and how happy the parents are. You could not buy that feeling. You know, no money could ever replace how that feels to me. That makes sense. Yeah. Boy, well, I I hear that. I guess it's kind of just like, like you said, a time of reflection, trying to figure out what your true passion really is. Yeah. And just digging deep and going into it and seeing what's a good like uh what's a good work-life balance as well i mean you have the option there of you know doing part-time health visiting and then doing a bit of bank niku on the side or just doing part-time niku and then you know doing like bank part-time health visiting as well i think the silver lining is that you genuinely have the option yeah i think and for I all guess... of us really that's just in like the nursing profession yeah as much as we like talk about it and it sometimes it isn't great and sometimes it is this is like one of the perks of it like our jobs are so interchangeable yeah and so if you find something that's not your niche and it's not for you there's definitely something else out there that is for you whether it be it be nursing or not a hundred percent and with every course that you have it just it's just a better opportunity for you to kind of like chop and change yeah not 100 so no course is a waste of time every course genuinely gives you another set of skills another qualification and um, it just adds more points to your uh, what do they always com- uh, talk about it just adds more points to your portfolio doesn't it for like yeah. certain, mm. for some post-grad courses as well yeah it's and if you don't end up using like if you end up thinking that you know i'm just gonna go back to nikki you still got that qualification and it'll be useful in your setting yeah 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 i mean even for example if i became a specialist nikki health visitor and i just was based in a hospital is that is that a job no it's not a role it doesn't exist so maybe um, it's something you could take implement it yeah like for example mm. if you do go back to nikki it could be something that you do implement and they see it as something that's actually going to be useful yeah mm. it'd be useful for them it'll probably benefit them yeah yeah Which, that could be another way of getting what you want yeah that is true you've got the skills it's just implementing it yeah so yeah I think any any advice I can give to anybody is that you need to make yourself happy and you need to make sure that the job you're in fulfills you in every way Mm -hmm. um I'm a big person I'm big sorry on job satisfaction Mm -hmm. you you need to love what you do to to give 110 percent and be at your best Mm-hmm. and if you're not that's difficult and the longer that goes on it starts to seep through in your care your interactions with people with your fellow professionals you know it, it will come out in ways that you, you're even shocked by yourself yeah mm-hmm. um so you just have to choose you in every setting no matter the loyalties no matter you know oh god I loved it today but the other five days I didn't love it if you're not happy you're not happy mm-hmm. and sometimes you need to just take a second to reflect like my sister says look inwards and Mm -hmm. really think about okay if this is not filling me up and giving me joy and 
give me that warm feeling inside then I'm not in the right place and I need to go somewhere else and do something different Mm -hmm. no 100 and even with that being said this is where like like I was saying to you girls distance also plays a big part because Mm. no one wants to spend like three hours traveling to work before you even come to come start your shift and this is it and then go home again for another like thousand hours exactly because your time is also precious after work as well so yeah no, I completely agree. Last week, I went on to um, a training called the Stiff Intermediate. So the Stiff Intermediate is just basically an intermediate competency check t- like um, tick box. What's the thing? What's the saying when you just tick the boxes? Tick box. Tick box. It's um yeah. So basically, it's just like a course that you just they just kind of supervise you and they just kind of sign you off on things that you do already. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going, I was just traveling back to St. Mary's for the week. And I thought, oh, you know, that's lovely. I'm just going back to my old hospital, you know, whatever. Um, I'm going back to the trust. And honestly, it was longer than I, I ever expected. But the way it felt, it was just such a drag. It was such mm. a drag. I think I'm so used to working kind of near home and having an easy route that thinking of traveling, even though it's central London, I, I don't think I can do it anymore. But it's still it's the other side block. of the world. Like, and I think this is another thing that COVID brought in. Because of, like, people want to minimise the amount that they're on tubes, trains, buses, whatever, those things really matter. And if it's not for me, if it's mm-hmm. not a place I can drive to within an under an hour, it's not for me. Mm. But honestly, but how are you? how are you feeling about sexual health? Is it something that you want to stay in? Do you feel like you're you're reaching, like... I know you enjoy it, but like, do you think that like, you're reaching the end? Is there more? What would you like to do? So I'll be honest. So I think before I got the band six role, I was feeling a bit burnt out in a sense of I'm not really. I can I kind of reached the band five capacity. Mm-hmm. I was getting bored. I didn't see room for progression. I was like, okay. I really need to think now. And I can't lie, I was actually thinking, let me go back on the wards. When I was the band, when I was working as a band five and sexual help, I was really missing the wards. I really was. Um, And then I got the band six. And since I got the band six and working in this clinic that I'm working at now, it's just been a completely different uh, experience. I, I really love it now. You know, they just put me straight onto the contraception course. I'm doing implants. They got me on the stiff intermediate course. And these are courses that, you know, any other trust will kind of drag the feet before they put you on or get funding for. Yeah. So the fact that it's all been done within a year, I'm genuinely grateful. And then there's more, there's more to come. I've got my bimanual training, which helps for identifying um, pelvic inflammatory disease and for coil fittings. And then, you know, there's band seven, um and when you get to band seven they actually put you on a master's for prescribing and then they help you out with coil training so there is a pathway um yeah so I like the fact that I can kind of already envision where I'm going to be at or where I'm going to and what what it entails um so no I think currently sexual health is all right I think what I like is you have room for progression. Yeah. And there's no ceiling there. 
no. you, like the more you specialize and the more skills you get you can definitely branch out you can be you can even become independent if you wanted to this is it you know the fact that you're going to get your prescribing I feel like prescribing is a big one to have a very good yeah. one to have because again you can branch out you could do that independently if you wanted to things like that you can you know have your own social media platform educating people on sexual health yeah but there's so much scope in that role 100 percent. and I, in terms of like for 2022 what do you like want to achieve in in your area oh i want i want to try and get band seven so i've been speaking to my old manager because she was doing she was signing me off um at, at uh, my old trust she's band seven and she was like you know you can definitely try to apply for band seven like you have you have the skills you do have the background you know there's nothing stopping you really and mm. even though I've been band six for maybe a year and a bit you know it's it doesn't matter and that's what I've noticed about sexual health they don't actually care how long you've been in a certain role for they genuinely just look at the skill set and what you've been exposed to which is important. and whether huh I think that's very important because yeah. just because you've been a six for however long doesn't mean, let's say you might not have put yourself out there. You mm-hmm. may not have been in an environment where you've been able to elevate and grow, but you're this six and have been a six for three years. But yeah. someone who's come in and been there for a year and has done all these things and got all this experience, I'd rather take you. Do yeah. you get what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Um, and that's one thing I'm, I really noticed about sexual health and the progression I mean it's, it's just it's just really good um so I, w- I want to try and get band seven I want to kind of see if not if I can push myself I know I can push myself but I just want to see if I would be able to just you know smash the interview you know and I guess with each time you go up a band I think you do kind of you perform according to the band if that mm. makes sense yeah um, yeah you naturally just take on more responsibilities. I think you just genuinely assess the responsibility that you have because of the band that you are. You're mm. going to be managing others and all of that jazz. So I think it will be interesting just to see how I would be in that role. Yeah. Um, and if my personality would change in a good way, if my personality would change or whether, you know, I'll just be one of those band sevens are just very lenient and laid back it will just be it will be interesting to see like what type of person I'll be no Um, and I feel like it'll be so good for you because you are you've always been very passionate about the role yeah and I feel like you're in a position where you're ready you know you're you're ready you're equipped you're passionate about the job and that's the thing it's passion yeah um and that's one thing I think we spoke about this last week about have our passions been impacted by the pandemic mm. you know has it changed how we look at nursing has it changed our view of the role oh yeah um, 100 million percent I think um you know saying that I think COVID we were doing telephone consultations and stuff and this is the one thing I would I this is the one negative I would like to say I think it obviously is all due to funding isn't it but if there was a sexual health outreach, you know, like, you know how you were saying a health visitor, NICU outreach, if there was a sexual health outreach where we went to like certain, I know youth clubs don't really exist now, but we went to certain youth clubs. We just did yes. implants there. We went to like, um, you know, the houses of like postpartums, 
did yeah. implants there if needed did a sexual health check like on the go I think that would really benefit 100%. and especially in this current climate instead of people coming in yeah you, you go know, to them just, this is it yeah, yeah and I, I, I just I really I really see that being beneficial and and schools colleges and all that jazz I think you yeah. know, I think it, there needs to be a lot more funding in the community setting. It's it's really underestimated. No, I agree, and I feel like that's where we're missing certain things. Is we're not we're not catering to our population very well. No, in mm-hmm. certain se- in certain sectors, so they're missing out. Hundred million percent. Because that would be amazing. Imagine going to a youth center, and somebody knows. You know, I can talk to a sexual health nurse as a drop in. Do you know what I mean? No, someone that wouldn't go to a clinic would, but would, but they would go to their youth club. Yeah, yeah. You know, with ease and not feel like, oh my god, who's watching me? See me go to the clinic? It'd be mm-hmm. somewhere that they're safe and comfortable to attend. Yeah, hundred and many percent. And like I said, I think we hit the nail on the head there. We're just not catering to our demographics right now, mm. and especially with the COVID as well. With COVID, we're not really we're not compromising we're not compromising but we're not um we're not accommodating it basically are we no and I definitely think for me my role has made me not see it in a different light but it's made me question how needed the role is and isn't mm. and made me realize that as a nurse I like to feel needed yes do you think the role isn't needed I think it is because a lot of people, especially first-time parents, have no clue about a lot of things mm. and tend to get their advice from, which is now social media. Yeah. Mm. Um, they follow mum bloggers, they, they follow different pages to get advice, or mm. they speak to family members and friends. And because information changes over time, um, you, you know, what, they, what advice they give you may not be up-to-date, it might not be current, it might not be evidence-based. Mm-hmm. it's probably more cultural based for example mm-hmm. which um, may not be really yeah so like for example on. back in the day you'd introduce solids at four months mm. that was like a given but now you introduce solids at six months so that little discrepancy for example yeah um you know things like formula and the fact that aptamil makes cow and gate but people don't know that but they all buy aptamil naturally they all want to buy they all want their kids to drink aptamil but they don't know why it's the best oh, yeah. one i was gonna say why i gonna say why it's, it's the, the way so... it, do you know what? it's the way it's marketed it's marketed that parents that want their kids to be clever and intelligent it's seen as like a you know the gold standard formula to give your baby mm-hmm. and if you watch the adverts it's a beautiful white blue-eyed baby who looks really healthy being held by mom he's mm. growing well he's developing well so who doesn't want that for their child to be growing and mm. developing well and be healthy? So naturally, people will go and buy it. But like I said, when parents, when I tell when I tell some parents that, you know, Cow and Gate and Aptim was the same company. They make the milk. They both make the same milk, but they they want to target different demographic. Yeah, imagine. But that's information, for example, that they need to know. Yeah, same yeah. as. So there's certain information that they need to know that only I can give them, for example. But in the same breath, there's certain information that they can go and find out on Google. No, um, that makes sense. 
So to me, do we need health visitors? Yes. But do I think they're going to be phased out at some point? Yes, I do. Oh my God, really? Yeah. I feel like it will become a service that won't, that will just stop being funded properly. And or it'll be like the um, family nurse partnership role that will be like borough, borough wide. Yeah, exactly. And it will turn into, you know, vulnerable families only, I think, that will have to have one. But if you're classified as universal and you have no safeguarding concerns and your child is well growing, thriving and you're finding yourself, mm-hmm. then you won't have the service. That's what I think is where it's going. Um, and also it's a very aging population. Yeah. A lot of health visitors are in their 50s. Yeah, I feel like, well, from like my own experience, it would be nice to see a health visitor that was like similar age. I'm not saying yeah. that I don't take advice from, you know, my son's health visitors, but it, it makes it nice. Difference. Yeah. Because like, because I think about it, like the midwife I met when it came to delivering him was pretty much our age. Yeah. Had been qualified roughly about the same amount of time. So it was nice. And you can yeah. actually like have that banterous conversations and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, it's, it's just the way yeah. it crumbles. So, and also another issue that I've noticed that they can't, how do you make that role attractive? How do you pull someone in to do that job? But I always thought that, you know, from hearing about it, not from not from you, from other people prior, we've always talked about how great it is, how, like, you can work from literally anywhere, you see your baby, go home, write your notes. Obviously, it sounds a lot more cushy than than it actually is. But... I think it's it's nice to see well babies. It's nice to see families enjoying their children. Yes, you can work anywhere. But I guess it depends what you want from the job. Yeah, I feel like, like you may have gone from one extreme to the next because you were going from looking after such unwell babies. Yeah, and to going to seeing well babies that I can't don't do anything with. Yeah, yeah, I guess so because people say you know you know don't you love your job? You see babies all day, you know you get to see all these lovely babies. It's like but I don't touch them, I don't hold them really. Do you? Yeah. And the pandemic obviously has changed the practice, so I think that's mm. also another wave to deal with because it's not like it was before mm-hmm. it's very different you know you are covered in PPE going to see families you don't you do touch them to do measurements and stuff but that's that things are very regimented the workforce is different you you know people agile work so mm-hmm. you're not in an office setting where everybody's there and you're talking to one another and you're having the office banter no you see each other on teams twice a week and then that's that sounds a lot more lonely than anything else to be honest it is isolating I think again this is personal opinion so I'm sure there's other people out there having a very different experience but when I trained our team were in the office every day all the time Mm -hmm. so you saw people every day at work you always had that banter the laughter you talk to each other so you had that camaraderie yeah whereas now as a qualified and in a new trust in a new environment in a new role you don't have the camaraderie because people don't come to the office. Yeah, I guess that's also how it was for me in health, I mean, not health was in school nursing. Yeah, because yeah. I'd come on, I'd come into the office and sometimes there literally just be four of us. Yeah. Or even yeah. less. And you're just thinking, like, exactly. why am I here? Yeah, so there'd be times when I'd go in, it's me and my manager only, or it's me and another nursery nurse only. Or one time it was just me there the whole day. So I can't like it, it was just me. I'm packing my bags. I'm going home. 
<laughs> Literally. It's isolated. It's very isolated. It's very isolated. And I think that's one thing that's affected my experience is the isolation that I really feel it in mm. that way. Um, so, yeah. I think, I think, I think, sorry, I can't get the words out of my mouth. I think how COVID has really altered the working environment, I think it's really changed our perspective towards it as well. And it's just not what we're used to. We're very used to being hands-on. We're very used to working in a team. I think that's basically been our ethos as well, like throughout our nursing career. It's always teamwork, supporting your colleagues, working as a team. You know, yes, having that independence as well. But I think... And like Jerry said, it just makes just makes it a bit lonely. I think how it's set up now, it's just a bit more lonely. Mm. And cool. the whole, you know, the whole environmental aspects of what makes the job has been taken away as well. The social aspect of it as well. And I think our jobs are quite very social. Yeah. And we and that's exactly it. You know, we talk, we communicate with one another, even if it's verbally, non-verbally. Mm. And nothing can replace being having a face-to-face interaction, yeah. Versus a virtual one, you know, mm-hmm. you can't you can't compare them in that sense. How can someone get to know you if they're never around you? Hundred percent. Really, you know, there's only so much you can laugh and kiki on Teams. Even that, you can't do it fully because <laughs> you don't know the people. Yeah, you know, you're here trying to make one joke and the joke hasn't landed because they, they can't hear it. The signal's dropping. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, boy, oh boy. I just hope, you know, in visions for next year that things begin to... I don't want to say go back to normal because I don't think... I think this is the new normal. But mm. just go back to some sense of, like, our old normality. Like, yeah. potentially returning back to, like, the workspace. Maybe not full-time or anything like that, but, like, few more few more days a week people being like more present to be seen and and stuff like that like obviously if you're work if you're clinically working you're going to be in a hospital setting you're going to be in some sort of setting that the team have to have to be there regardless but if you are like working in the community or a nine to five and you are like working from home or whatever it is I just hope that you know we can mix and match it up a bit mm. and because that would definitely help everyone's mental health and just also just even getting you moving around because I remember once I started working from home the amount that you do like you barely get up from your laptop you barely Mm -hmm. do anything like the little things like oh I'm gonna pop to the shop I'm gonna go downstairs I'm gonna go to the kitchen and make my lunch whatever you're not doing that because everything is so accessible this is it I think it just makes us a bit more lazy. It just, it just, we just kind of feel like there's no purpose in it, you know? Just wake up, roll out of bed, log on teams, ugh, you know, and we're just there. Exactly. And it's just, yeah, I just want a bit of normality to come back. I can only hope that when I go back to work, things are more present. Like, yes, I've still got quite a bit of time and there still is time for things to somewhat change. But let's be honest, it's not going to drastically change. Like, I don't think anyone who works, like a nine to five or anything like that is going to go back to the office full time within nursing within healthcare or not I don't think it's going to happen um, unless you were remaining coming onto site every day anyway the ones that have been working from home I don't think anyone will have to come back full time but it's just learning how to live with the now 
and coping with it as well I don't think I wouldn't say many are coping with it I know I'm not deep I'm not I know I'm not doing the greatest but I'm pretty sure a lot of people are doing worse yeah no I definitely agree it's just trying to find that that happy medium Mm. yeah and what works better for you and stuff like that well what about you jerry what does 2022 entail what Um, possibilities are there i think it really evolves around little man but um Mm. career wise i've got some things in the plans that i'd like to achieve and and do it's just seeing how it all manifests once i go back to work yeah um and how to make sure that like my family remains number one because prior to like all of this happening it's just making sure like you know I'm doing what I need to to get paid it is what it is and that was it but now there's so many more factors to factor in and they come first so just looking at what's going to work how things will play out but I have faith it'll be fine we'll find a way somehow people if people were able to do it before us then and people will still continue to do it after us it'll be fine this is it. Yeah. But are you looking forward to going back to work? <laughs> <laughs> That's another question. Um, no. Like, it's been lovely to be paid at home to spend time with my family. I cannot lie. However, I will have to go back sometime. Yeah, true. But, no, I'm not looking forward to going back. Because I feel like we're... I can only hope that where my team was when I left, it has, it would dramatically change. Mm. Or, or maybe I might decide that I want to venture out and do something new within nursing completely. But, um, yeah, it's just waiting and seeing what happens. But no, I'm not excited to go back to work. I think if you ask any mum on maternity leave, yeah, they 100%. will tell you that it's a very bittersweet moment. I don't mm. want to think about it coming. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's, been, it's coming up to, what, five months already? And, yeah, the time is literally just flying. But, no, it's just, yeah, pretty much just watching this space, seeing how everything goes, making sure my family remains number one. Mm-hmm. And taking it from there. But I know, like, when I go back to work, I can't be the work queen that I was as in working bank working doing this, Guys, do this girl the this girl queen. yeah <laughs> this girl let me live and let's not even start the conversation because this girl will be doing bank 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 but like just go and sit down <laughs> that is hilarious the work queen I love that literally <laughs> just hmm. I, I can't lie her work ethic is stellar 10 out of 10 but I feel like I'm glad that now with like little man being here, you've you, she's had to slow down. You've had to slow down. <laughs> I was gonna say um, I have no choice now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't have a choice, and I want to spend as much time with him and my partner as possible. So they come first before work. This is it. Guys, in the in the in the words of Burner Boy, cannot come and kill yourself. Exactly. No. So no, like it's just. I just need to sit and think whether my current role will fit my fit my family. Yeah. Mm. And if not, what am I going to do about it? What happens next? Because if it mm-hmm. doesn't fit my family, then 
Am I going to have to cut, cut and find something else that will? Yeah. But I have been talking to a few friends who are also on maternity leave or about to go on maternity leave. And there's that feeling of knowing that, like, your life stops. Like, your career, everything, like, everywhere that you were going, unless you're there already or nearly at the top or wherever it is you want to be, you kind of got to put it on pause for a little bit to make sure that everything else is okay. Do you guys get what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to see what happens. At the end of the day, I've where I've got to, I'm quite proud of. And I think I've done yeah. that quite a decent rate. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to figure out what works best for my new, my new normal. Yeah. And yeah. taking it from there. Would you say COVID has probably made us more aware of our personal circumstances? Oh, yes. I think for us, because we work within we work within the NHS and things like and we have like government jobs less or civil civil servant jobs. Mm. Like we've been quite lucky. Like we've been we've still been paid throughout. Our pay has never been affected. As much as, you know, we should be paid more, we've still been paid. We were we were mm. never furloughed and things like this. And I think that makes a big difference. Mm. Things have gotten harder because everything has gone up, yeah, our wages. Mm. But um it has COVID has played a big part in that because I remember like when we first started the podcast and me one thing that me and Diane said that while everyone had to remain at home and work from home doing all sorts it was quite nice that you know we still had to get up and go out to work mm. yeah because I don't want to say nothing changed for us but essentially nothing changed it didn't, yeah because mm-hmm. like in my so like when I used to live with my mum my sisters my mum's a social worker my sister's a teacher and well my other sister was at uni at the time and I'm a nurse so all our jobs were still there happening yeah so like even if my my sister was teaching from home she was still teaching she was still working so it wasn't really like much had changed whereas I'm guessing for those who you know worked in the private sector because I know like private school nurses were furloughed because there weren't nothing for them to do Mm. whereas um for us we still have to continue doing what we're doing I see it as COVID has played a big part but it also lets me know that this is why I'm in it like I'm in it for the good the bad and the ugly yeah Yeah. regardless of what the current Tory empire say or do it's my passion like I love nursing I wouldn't change the world however the types of nursing I would but um I'm happy where I've got to. Um, COVID has made COVID has also really opened my eyes to see what it is I want to do because mm. I really can't come and kill myself. This is it. No, I think it's made us prioritize ourselves a bit more. Yeah, you know? mm. and I think this also comes back to like what Diane was saying about jobs at the beginning. You really have to enjoy the job you're working in for when things like this happen, whether you have to be redeployed or not, that you're ready and yeah. you're accepting of it and it will just be what it will be because for example if you're on a ward you're on a say you're on a medical ward so you, you already knew you're going to get sick patients it just depends on how sick the patients were going to be when they come to you yeah but you already enjoy that ward yes covid has made things a lot more stressful but you know the bottom line is you enjoy your job yeah, yeah. so there's some sort of like saving grace there mm-hmm. exactly. yeah that's really my take of things it's kind of just with everything just watching this space seeing how 2022 comes I still need to what I'm going to use my time to do when I can 
is create like my vision board and a list of goals I want to achieve and like, mm-hmm. my list of goals will never be in order because things happen at different times and different speeds yeah. but yeah. just so that I know I what I've written for myself and what I've proclaimed for myself and how and I think also just writing it down makes me more accountable because I can see it and it was definitely me that wrote it so I need to achieve it and make it happen yeah um, even if I get to like the end of 2022 and I haven't achieved them but I'm working towards them that's also a blessing too Definitely. rather than me just saying you know I want to do xyz for example my number one like resolution or whatever I've always said is I want to lose weight mm. and as much as I say it how many times do I actively start do something but no I think like for me using like having that as a goal which is my goal because I can't lie I, I want to shift my pregnancy weight and things like that I want to be there for my family and again if COVID has taught me anything is that I'm not trying to die whether this it be it. from health from work whatever I'm trying to live my life to the fullest mm. and live it with the people that you know mean the most to me yeah for sure so yeah I'm going to spend my time writing my goals write my plans of how I can achieve them create my mood with vision boards and just see what happens that's it really yeah yeah what mm-hmm. about you guys but I feel like yeah what about you guys as like our ending thing what is what is like leaving 2021 how do you think not how do you think what do you think will make your 2022 greater for yourself um a new job that I'm passionate and love mm-hmm. um probably somewhere to live will be good um and just being more intentional about me, being a bit more selfish. Yeah. I think. And not feeling guilty about being selfish mm-hmm. in that sense. I think career wise is yeah, is similar to what you've said, is looking at, you know, where do I want to end up and how am I gonna get there? Mm-hmm. What do I need to do to get there? Does it mean I have to sacrifice more of my time in this role to get me to the next step? Then maybe I'm gonna have to do that or can I, do I want to go to a completely different specialty together and start again in that way? Yeah. Um, and if so, so, what would the transition be, essentially? Like, yeah, you have exactly. to start from the bottom up? Can you just slide over? What is it? Or how this can you make it your role? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, just, you know, a lot of goal setting and also being realistic. And, yeah, just not limiting myself. I think pushing myself and believing that I am capable, I am able, I can do it. And just going for it, more or less. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's really good. And how about you, Clarissa? Um, I think it will be, you know, trying to get that band seven. And I think, you know, just getting on with my band manuals, really, just trying to, yeah, trying. And then I think that from the work aspect and then, yeah, just trying to, you know, make work-life balance work a bit more for me. Sweet. Now, that sounds like a plan. Mm-hmm. But from us guys, I think that's the end of this week's episode. Yeah. And you know, so we're leaving it on a high. Like, watch out for us in 2022. You're gonna see amazing new things happen and come into fruition. And for yourselves, like we wish you the best, wish you a happy uh, Merry Christmas if you celebrate it. Um, or if not, that you enjoy the festive time and wishing you all a happy new year. Yes, most definitely be prosperous, be happy, be merry. <laughs> Be safe and whatever way you think is best. Exactly. 
Definitely. And we will be back with you guys with another episode in January 2022. Yeah. <laughs> Woo-woo. So enjoy, guys, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.